Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the uh, history box. We're looking at the history of the bed. And this is mm. the third episode. We're covering the Wikipedia page about the bed. So you can read along with us if you want to. We can all learn and grow together. I think we got one paragraph done, hadn't we? Or maybe two paragraphs last time. Well, um, I want so to just can... skip ahead to what I regard as my favourite bit of the history of the bed. This is this is your passion project. This is your passion project, Sam. So, so by all means, well, take control. You know, the thing take is, the lead. when I first discovered this Wikipedia page, uh, I started tweeting mm-hmm. it at you uh, one evening because I was so excited mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't wait to discuss it with you. So this yeah. is probably one of the main bits I picked out at the time. But, of course, not everyone will follow our Twitter conversations. So they've got other lives to lead. Uh, it's so. in the modern history section, if you're following this with us on Wikipedia. And it opens thus. In the 17th century, which has been called the century of magnificent beds, the what? style a la duchess... <laughs> with tester and curtains only at the head, replaced the more enclosed beds in France. I've just remembered from that reference to Ella Duchess that we have on a non-History Box episode flagged this yes. already because that's how we came yes. up with the idea of podding Ella Duchess and all the other things Ella yeah, Duchess. Yeah, something else that we immediately dropped, even though it had a bit of legs in it, but we can come back to that. Yeah, yeah, so um, anyway... By all means, uh, repeat yourself, I don't mind. The, the, the 17th century, uh, the century of magnificent beds, immediately yeah. goes to the top of the chart as my favourite of all the centuries. I mean, that's the, my favourite of all the sentences in the 17th century, which has been called the century of magnificent beds. Yeah. The style a la Duchess, with tester and curtains only at the head, replaced the more enclosed beds in France. That in itself is one of the greatest sentences ever constructed. Andy, what's there, the, it? have you ever slept in a magnificent bed? Now, let me be clear about what I mean by that. I don't doubt that your bed, your day-to-day bed, is magnificent because we are both yeah. serious investors in the comfort We've market. We've put the effort in. We are, yeah. Um, yeah. My bed is, I do regard it as magnificent, but mm-hmm. to look at it, it, yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good. In fact, mm-hmm. the it's it's made of metal, and mm. the metal is gold. It's not real gold, no. <clears throat> a lot of people would imagine it is, but it is c- the colour gold. So it looks quite good. 
But what I'm talking yeah. about is a magnificent bed, like the sort with four posters or enormous headboards at the very least, with fucking curtains around it and all the rest of it. Have you ever slept I, in anything I, like I that? I haven't. I've, I've never slept in a four poster, which is a bit of a disappointment. Mm. Something I'll try and rectify one day. Now that we've got Just treat a, few, a few podcast quids in the account. Just you know, once one we're all night. Go out again. Just one, just one night. night. Just think, do you know just what? Just one night and a four poster. That's all I want. I mean, up in Me, your um, neck of the woods, up in up in that in the north of England, there will be magnificent country house hotels dotted around not far mm. from you. And yeah, you yeah, just of course. In. You could just yeah. think, fuck that. I'll book short. I'll book late night. With your logistical know-how, you'll probably get like a bargain, like by doing. Yeah. If you book Last on minute. the day and they've got a spare yeah. room anyway, you go fucking yeah. g- give us it thirty quid. Well, thing is, what what I'd do is I would book the lesser rate, the lesser room, mm. knowing full well the four poster was available, and then ask for an upgrade when I turn up. Oh. You know what I mean? you imagine that. Yeah, and you just and you know just it's like just for the experience. The comfort, it might not, you might not sleep better, you might not be more comfortable than you are in your own bed. Unlikely, I don't think anything really matches up to the comfort of your own bed, because your own bed knows you. I will say, on my wedding night in 2009, long time Uh-oh. ago, um, we, we, the wedding reception was at Durham Castle, very swanky. Um, we were paying it off for years after we'd even split up. Um, but that's another story. And the, the, the bed in the, I think it was called the honeymoon suite, was very very ornate and elaborate with a big headboard and everything yeah. wood carved and all that it wasn't four poster as I remember it but it is magnificent I, I would say it was magnificent but unfortunately we'd had a bit of an argument at the end of the night and it didn't it wasn't it the wasn't best wedding it was, night you didn't you consummate things in the magnificent bed no no that didn't happen wedding that, night I think sex is often a mind that field. can happen a lot of times I think on weddings. I, oh, think, uh, I wrote a thing about it once because my wedding night fornication was a disaster. Oh. And really, if I'm brutally honest, that was the result of the amount of drink and drugs I had consumed on my wedding right. at my yeah. wedding disco, which was yeah. a magnificent disco. A magnificent but affair. <laughs> I got too carried away. I hadn't brought drugs to my own wedding. I'm not a monster, but mm. known associates had. And mm. next thing I know, I was plastered. But when I got in, back to our... We just went back to our flats. We had a local wedding, right? We went yeah. on our honeymoon a few days later. I was like, right, we've got to... Unfortunately, I know you're not going to want to do traditional. this. Yes. No one... <laughs> listen, I don't expect you to want to do this. But as is as per the tradition of these moments... We do it have the to law. consummate our marriage now. <laughs> if not, yeah, we could actually get in trouble. Or the, the, the marriage could be annulled. And so I, I knew that my, my wife, my good wife, knows me well enough to think. She almost mm. pitied me because she thought there is no way he is going to be able to, to perform. Yeah. But yeah. he clearly it's, it's wants to try. just indulge him. This will be fun if nothing exactly. else. Let, let, let him try. It was... A mess because the thing is, and a lot of fellas and and ladies listening to this will know the situation. It wasn't just that I couldn't; it was the fact that I persevered trying, which just oh, in dear. the end became embarrassing and a bit awkward. Yeah, because it's like no, 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 I've got it, I've got this. Don't worry. And it went mm. on and on and on. And it's like, mate, just give it up. No one's going to judge you. You've mm. married her now. She's not going to leave you. Not now. I mean, she might well, do one away. day, but not yeah. today, not tonight. Just sleep easy and have another crack in the morning. 
but it was like I was really insistent that I could do it and I just couldn't yeah. mate and I was sweating red faced just panting wheezing mess of a man mm. and she must have thought what have I done yeah but you'd lived together for a long time before that though hadn't yeah you? yeah kind we've been together for you ten, capable of we've been together yeah. 10 years before we were married yeah. so she she yeah. was well aware of my ups and downs yeah <laughs> There were no surprises. Yeah, she knew what I was capable of when I was at my best. <clears throat> yeah. That was what she was clinging on to. Yeah. That's why One she married you, because she'd seen best. you at your best. But then yeah. that night you weren't. I was and at she my made worst, allowances, yeah. and that's fine. Mm. I mean, I would imagine that more um, wedding night consummations have ended in disaster than have ended in triumph. Yeah, average. exactly, because I think everyone, even if you're not like a, a massive like Canehead or anything, most people will get battered on their wedding day. Everyone's because, overstimulated, aren't they? Let's just yeah, say because that. You're, yeah. you're overexcited, so you're exhausted. Even if you haven't been drinking, you're, you're mentally and physically exhausted from the high-octane atmosphere of the day. <laughs> the so, adrenaline yeah, rush. I mean, hey, listen, if you feel that you've performed to your very best sexually on your wedding night, by all means, get in touch and tell us about it, right? Yeah. But... I, but I doubt there'll be many who go, yeah, I, I gave myself 10 out of 10 that night. <laughs> and my wife will back that up. My wife, but t- to whom some, I'm still some, married. Some couples do this. They um, Say if you're at a, a, a hotel, a, a wedding at a hotel, where everyone's sort of staying at the same place, and they'll have a wedding on site, and then they will go off. And then that'll be like, what, midday or something? I don't know. Yeah. And then they go, right, the reception is in, is it two o'clock? And so you've got a couple of hours to kill. And the couple, cheeky cunts, sneak off back to their room. And they have it off then before they start getting That's that's the way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. But the thing about that is then they walk back in and everyone's like, ugh, they've just been having it off. (laughs) See, that's never occurred to me before, so I wouldn't think that. I do. It's like, us, really, isn't it? Look at them. Whoa. I hope they've changed their underwear. But I mean, yeah, they have to have a shower afterwards. But if it's only a couple of hours, the window that they've got, they've got to pretty much get it over with quickly in order to get a shower and then get dressed up again. She's got to do her hair and makeup again. Plus, is it worth you it? Need a long, you need a long snooze afterwards. I mean, oh, I exactly, do. yeah. For and me, that's at least 50% of the appeal. Yeah. It's like yeah. the lovely sleep you so get in the afternoon. Two hours aftermath. doesn't feel like enough, I don't mm. think. Well, but, certainly um, for the actual act itself, personally <clears throat> speaking, it would be more than enough. But if it, mm. but in terms of the sleep and the shower, and then I might want to make myself a cup of tea or a coffee to re- yeah, got to have a cup of tea, yeah. revive myself. Yeah, it could yeah. be quite that. That would be the real t- the time hog, <laughs> time vampire. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Where are we on this? We've the other thing on that wedding, I was so pissed. I remember as I was leaving, we'd put a thing on the invite of no wedding presents. We hadn't had a wedding list because at the time I sort of thought, it's so fucking expensive <clears throat> going to people's weddings. Mm. So, and we only had a small flat. I was like, I don't need a load of new fucking crockery, right? So it was more like just fucking spend, spend the money on a new shirt or something. And yeah. But as I was leaving, my brother-in-law, who was younger than me, and at the time I suppose was pretty, you know, still pretty young, he's in his 20s, he stumbled up to me, pissed, he went, eh, right. I know you said no presents and that, right, so don't tell anyone about this, but I've, uh, 
I'll put something together for you. And he stuffed, like, really battered, like, the last stragglers at the disco, right? He was like, everyone else had long since got a cab home. He was like, <laughs> I'm the last there. And he's just shelved into my hand a load of crumpled up notes, like money. <laughs> but he hadn't done it in an envelope, right? And that's why I always yeah. think to this day that he must have thought of it on a whim. But if he did, yeah. it was amazing because there was £100, right? Nice. So he had a hundred quid that he'd been carrying around in his pocket all night. Walking around money. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got at the end of like, have it. He's done all that. Shh, shh, have this. <laughs> I insist. Have it. And I've gone, fucking all right. Fine, well, mate. Cheers. I've squirreled it all in my fucking pocket. You're meant to do the dance, aren't you? And go, no, 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 no. We, we said no. no presents. We're sticking by it. No, go on, go on, go on. Take yeah, it, take no, it, take he, it. I think he might have expected that. I went, fuck it, yes, mate. Oh, cheers, fuck. mate. Yeah, cheers, see you later, that'll, dickhead. That'll help pay for some of this. It was all scrunched up. That's what I remember about it. It was all like all over the place, all messy, yeah. and I was dropping bits just, of it on the floor. But I got so it. So he hadn't gone round and done it. He hadn't gone round and done a collection around friends and families. No, no, it, it was just all out of his him. own pocket. Yeah, that's for that's me nice. to you, you can right? <laughs> so I wife. stuffed it all in my pocket, and then we got a, a mini cab. We just picked, it wasn't that glam. We just picked up a sort of a, a passing kind of dodgy mini cab off the street mm. outside where we'd had our disco. Which is illegal. Yeah, but there was illegal mini cabs. In those days, you don't get that much anymore because of Uber. And yeah. we uh, and it was only five minutes around the corner, so we went around the corner. I we got into the flat. I started attempting and failing to mm. have congress with my new wife, my bride, and mm. then just to make matters worse, I think after I finally gave up, I sort of went, ah, "I'm just going to hang my suit up because it's a brand new suit, you know." Well, where's that hundred quid? <laughs> <laughs> and my wife was like, what hundred quid? Oh, oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you, but, but your brother gave me hundred quid as we were leaving. And the whole fucking hundred quid was gone. And it had dropped out of my pocket in the fucking oh, minicab. No. So that fucking illegal minicab driver who was just trawling around looking for, like, fares late at night. Fucking hell. We've got in, and he was probably gutted, because we've said, oh, we're going round the corner to where we lived. And he's like, fuck yeah. me, that's like a tiny fare. I'm gutted that I stopped for them. But then he's fucking yeah. clocked the back seat later that evening, and there's 100 quid, or his next passenger got it. But as you can Who tell, says- that still rankles, mate. I'll, I'll bet. I mean, who says crime doesn't pay? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Illegal yeah. fare. Big win. He got a fucking one-up for a five-minute journey. It did. Right. Um, yeah, More so bed. What are we? The bed? We're on beds. So I'll let you take control again. Go on. Notable examples. One of the largest beds in the world is the Great Bed of Ware. We've talked about this before. It's mentioned in Shakespeare, Twelfth Night. It's in the yeah. Victorian Albert Museum. Victorian Albert Museum is just around the corner from me. We can go there any time once lockdown's over and have a look at this bed. In 1882, an Indian Maharaja had a bed made of solid silver. At each nice. corner of the bed, there was life-size statue of a naked woman holding a fan. Whoa. When the Maharaja lay on the bed, his weight started a mechanism that made the women wave their fans. <laughs> That's the world's best bed. It's the world's greatest bed. And that is the ultimate bed for the single man. Yeah. Because you can just lie on that and it provides, Let's. I mean, I'll be frank here, it provides a masturbation stimulus. Yeah. Doesn't it? Also, it's like, 
Wait, so when are you going to get yourself a woman? I don't need one. Have you seen me better? I've got statues. They're much better. They look, they look the business. They they were designed to me on specification, right? They do fanning at me, right? All I have to do is wiggle my ass around and they do not give me a moment's fucking earache. No fucking verbals whatsoever. I am living the fucking dream. Solid silver they are. Lovely. Just need a bit of polishing now and again. Fucking hell. In 1865... Iron Beds, Iron Beds appeared in the 18th century. The advertisements declare oh, them just, as... You've just skipped over something, Sam. Oh, yeah, that gone paragraph. Back. Yeah, in 1865, what? a convertible bed in the form of an upright piano was available. Oh. This, I think this sounds widely available, which could provide home entertainment while saving space. That's a it's great a idea. bed and it's a piano. What do you think of that? I came up with it because uh, we were having an argument, me and the missus, about what to invest in for the house. And it was a choice between a bed or a piano. And I was all for the piano because uh, I, I love music. And she was like, yeah, but I'm sick of sleeping on the floor. So we were going back, forth, back, forth. In the end, I thought, hang about. Maybe I could make a hybrid of the two. Keep us both happy. So in the morning, as soon as we wake up, she brings me my tea. We flip out the fucking piano and I'm fucking have, sat there in my chair. sing song. Yeah, having a nice sing song. Roll out I the like fucking barrel. That, uh, I up that Chaz Hodges, the late Chaz Hodges and Chaz and Dave invested in one of those. Because he was married I'd for a very long time, did. so I hope that was, that's the kind of thing that will keep a marriage alive, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that. I'm thinking of that, but I might have mine more mm. of an electric organ or synthesizer. Yeah. I'd like one that turns into a pool table. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking Imagine of pool, that. mate, this is something I forgot to ask you. Someone tweeted, uh, I'm not sure if they even tweeted at us, but I saw it this morning and it came back from nowhere, a memory of a TV show that I was like, fuck, I remember that. Um... But it had been totally eradicated. But I need more detail, which you will be able to provide me better than Google because you'll all right. be all over this show. Well, bit of pressure. Yeah, go on. Hang on, let me just remember the exact name of it. <clears throat> Here we go. It was called mm-hmm. Give Us a Break and it starred Robert Lindsay and Paul McGann mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was set in the world of snooker. And it was yeah. on the BBC in the 80s. Yeah. That's what all I remember about me? it as well. I yeah. don't remember much about it. Right. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to get it. Someone, someone just tweeted that they got it for their birthday along with a copy of Mojo magazine. And I thought, fucking hell, this geezer has got it made. Right? It was from yeah. his family. And I thought, this geezer is fucking living he's, our kind of lifestyle. Right? He's, he's revelling. He's revelling in his age. He's not yeah. trying to be something he isn't. He just wants He's a copy of Mojo. To, what, what do you want, Dad? You still haven't told us. To be honest, I'd be perfectly happy with the usual. A copy <laughs> of Mojo and DVD of Give Us a Break, starring Paul McGann <laughs> and Robert Lindsay. <laughs> Give me that Quite and I'm a happy man. Quite tempted um, to bite myself now. 1983, yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I feel as if it was a rip-off of, like, The Hustler or The Colour of Money, although I think The Colour of Money yeah. came out a few years later, so maybe Scorsese was on a publicity tour for one of his other films, and he saw an episode of Give Us a Break when he was yeah. in his hotel room thought, you know what, I'm going to get Tom Cruise and Paul Newman and make this into a movie. Yeah, yeah, he probably thought, you know, The Hustler, that was great, and now they took it to a new level with this Give Us a Break thing. <laughs> With yeah. the guy from the guy from Citizen Smith, 
So what and I the guy do from is... the manicured mutineer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take it to another level and get it back in the movie cinemas. <laughs> and then he did. He did the colour of money. Yeah. Mm. Um, all the episodes appear to be on Daily Motion. They've given us a break. Right. I don't think they're on YouTube, but they're on Daily Motion, which is the kind of like the fucking YouTube of the dark web, if you like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're all on there. 40, 48 minutes long, each episode. Is, there's another actor. I don't on. know if you've seen the cover of it, but there's um, another actor who always, I can't remember his name, but he always played a hard man in in loads of 80s dramas. Right. Have you seen this picture? No. All right, I'll tweet it and people might tell me more. Jalapeño. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. Let's get back to beds. All right. In August 2020, scientists reported the discovery of the oldest grass bedding. Oh, we've done this. Okay, let's get to another bit. Beds found in a preserved northern Scottish village, which were raised boxes made of stone and lightly topped, topped with comfortable fillers, were dated between 3200 BC and 2200 BC. There's just nothing really to go into there, and it was a Scot, we, the Scots uh, who invented we, the bed, like yeah. they invented the where, telly where, and I the don't internet. Even know where, where are we on the page? Are we on the types Europe. of the bed page near the bottom? Scroll up to Europe. Europe? I'm jumping all around. These are European beds. I'm not sure I'm on the same page as you here. I'm just on Wikipedia slash bed. This is Wikipedia slash bed. Yeah. If you scroll down from the top, there's a section under history. Got it. That says Europe. So the Scots, it turns out, are likely to have invented the modern bed. Having also invented the internet and TV. They've got the fucking lot. I yeah, mean, those are the, that's the triumphative of, of any decent rig, isn't it? These mm-hmm. are the basics. You need the internet, a telly, and a bed. And Scot- and Scottish people invented all of it. And as I as I said in yesterday's episode, um, I'm very, very uh, in tune with the Scottish people, and I'm clearly trying to weasel my way into some kind of northern super state that they might create. You're, you're fucking fishing for a Scottish passport when they go independent. Oh, I love Scotland. I holidayed in Scotland regularly as a boy. Yeah, I'm and as, soon as, one of as soon as lockdown's over, I'm fucking straight up to the Isle of Skye uh, yeah. uh, to basically retread the footsteps of Terry Nutkins and Johnny Morris <laughs> in that special of animal magic that we watched. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be a good thing for us to include a bit of that in um, the forthcoming uh, Brown John, John event. 
streaming live on 18th of March. Get your tickets via our social media channels or website. Mini deep dive of that. Yeah, let's Mm. do that. And if you're IFS, you've got um, a special code which we'll have posted in the IFS Patreon page, which means you get a couple of quid cheaper. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah. what's what's to that. lose with that? Uh, you what's might even, We might do some here, show and tells. You might even get to see one of our beds. I doubt, to be honest, it's very unlikely my wife will sanction that, but you never know. Well, yeah, I'm certainly not sure mine off. Ancient Roman mattresses were stuffed with reeds, hay or wool. Feathers mm-hmm. were used towards the end of the Republic when, customs de- when custom demanded luxury. Small cushions were placed at the head and sometimes at the back. Coming the together, steps. isn't it? The, the the modern bed as we know it here is coming together. Yeah. You know. But it wasn't until box springs were invented, really, was it, that we got like the real <laughs> modern bed. That was a massive leap forward, I guess. Sir John Box Spring. Yeah. Eighteen sixty two. I mean took it to a because- new level. If you think of it right, you need... I like a firmness to my mattress. I don't know whether you get soft, medium or firm. I get the firmest I can get. For me, it's just more comfortable. A feathered mattress? Nah. Unless you're, like, fucking filling it with a hell of a lot of fucking feathers so it almost becomes turgid. Mm. Well, mine's a memory form one. Oh, yeah, of course So it's it got is. that firmness, but it's also got a little bit of give in it. So it, it, it caresses you and cradles you. Mm-hmm. The Odyssey, which is a book that one day we will deep dive. It'll be our ultimate piece of work, I think. It will, our yeah. Final and piece of work, perhaps. It's a, it's a it's a cracking read, right? We've all read it I'm not at least it once. It's is it, it's is it on fu- Audible. It's a right rollicking read. It's full of laughs yeah. and hijinks, sexy bits, the lot. The Odyssey describes the bed of its protagonist, Odysseus, and explains that he crafted the bed for himself and his wife. Penelope, Woo, oh, posh wife. She sounds, she sounds like uh, her nice. out of just good friends. He fashioned a bed for him and his wife Penelope out of a huge olive tree trunk that used to grow on the spot. The poem's presumed author Homer also mentions the inlaying of the woodwork of the bed with gold, silver, and ivory. Fucking hell, this don't get her in the mood. I don't know what will. <laughs> you carved out a fucking olive tree and filled it with gold, silver, and ivory. She's still like, it's dead uncomfy. <laughs> I've even picked some olives off it and I'm going to give her them after we've done it. Fancy <laughs> an olive. <laughs> they say you've got to eat nine in a row before you really get the taste of them. They're not for everyone. <laughs> I watch out, there's stones. I couldn't get the pitted sort. So don't fucking swallow it. I gave one I to the doctor. I just fucking picked them. I, I just picked them now. I'm like, I can't fucking stone it for you too. It's simple. Just suck off the fleshy bit and spit the stone out. But do be careful because I fed some to the dog the other day and it it dropped dead, choked and died. Terrible. Which apparently it would have done anyway because olives are poisonous to dogs, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> Ancient Roman mattresses were stuff. I've oh, done that. Yeah. The counterpiece was sometimes very costly, generally purple embroidered with figures in gold, and rich handings fell to the ground, masked the front. The bedsteads themselves were often bronze inlaid with silver. That's a bit over the top. And Elagabalus had one of solid silver. Don't know who he was. In the walls of some houses in Pompeii, bed niches are found which were probably closed by curtains or sliding partitions. 
ancient Romans had various kinds of beds for repose. These various include right. beds. Okay, I'm not going to go into that, but I do. The thing about the four poster bed, I think the point of it, I have stayed in one before, but the, the key thing was it had the four posters, but it mm. didn't have the curtains. And I think that the four yeah. posters were invented in order for you to have curtains. So what you you'll have get. The curtains on, yeah. I mean, there's very little hotels, point It's just a bed, and effectively it's got yeah. four sticks at each it's, corner. It's a bed. It's just a fucking bed with a roof on it, isn't it? If you haven't got the curtains. And then what's the there's point of that? something. The, the idea of being in a bed and it having a privacy curtain that went all the way around, a bit like you get when you're in hospital, yeah? Yeah. And being able to do it, right, if mm. that's what you're using the bed for. And, of course, there are a number of different uses for beds, not just doing it. But you were doing it with the curtains mm. around you, other people yeah. in the room, but they can't see you. Does that appeal? It does to me. I quite like that idea that it, it would... <laughs> It, there's a frisson to that, isn't there? There's a jeopardy there, there to is. it, mate. There, is, well, it kind of is, but then everyone's sort of in on the in on the joke almost because then they know what you're doing. Would you be quiet? Would you do it quietly? Yeah. Would oh, you would? I'd whisper. So you would do it. You'd close the curtain, and you'd be doing it, but you'd be doing it so quietly yeah, so they didn't know. They'd be wondering if you were doing it, but they wouldn't know for sure unless they came right up close to the curtain and had a and listen. And that for me. That's the thing. That's the ultimate thrill. There'd be no point having the curtains and then giving it like, oh, yeah, yeah, bloody great. <laughs> great bloody sex, this. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing curtain. it. We're doing it. Yeah, do it. Sex, 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 Nah. I mean, obviously, that's my usual MO in the bedroom, but not what? in a four-poster. <laughs> not in a four-poster. Mm. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. It's a power thing, isn't it? They don't know if you're doing it or not, and you you know that you are. Yeah, exactly. You know that they're wondering. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Can I, I've got just something that list over of, them. That, that list of Roman beds there, there was one that stood out there for me, which was Lectus Discubitorius, the table bed on which they ate. For they ate while lying on their left sides. Yeah. They're, they're usually being three people to one bed, which in itself is a bit racy, Um, with the middle place accounted the most honourable position. Honourable position. So they're lying on their left sides um, and they're eating in the bed. I don't know what the situation is with crumbs and stuff, whether someone comes along then afterwards. They've probably got a a slave. A full sweep. Yeah. Nowadays, I'd I'd use my um, handheld vacuum device. Dust buster. Yeah. Dustbuster, dust devil. Yeah, I keep um, that next to my bed at all times. Anyway, just you just never know when it might come mess. in handy. Yeah, I mean it's the most important part of your house, so it needs yeah. to be there, doesn't it? Keep it clean and tidy. Um, <clears throat> there was a studying bed, a funeral bed on which the dead were carried to the pyre, uh, and there was the normal bed. So uh, the Romans boring. Well. The Romans um, took the bed to a new level, didn't they? The Romans had it right. The Romans are very much in with the just rest philosophy, I think. Apart from when they're having big parties and orgies. The bosses were, but they had the fucking rest of them out bloody invading places non-stop. Yeah, a lot of admin. A lot of admin where you're invading. Imperialism is like the opposite of the just rest sort of lifestyle in a way. Mm. Because it's like... You've already got Rome. Rome's the best place in the world because you've invented fucking toilets and roads and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So you don't need any more. But it's the ultimate sort of, yeah, but 
at the same time, why don't we fucking invade loads of other places? And you go, what difference does it make to you, mate? You're all right here. You've got everything you need. <clears throat> and like Caesar it's, or whoever it is, he's like, yeah. no, 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 no. I think we should head over to fucking... I think we should invade all these other countries. Go all across you, Europe. You can see their mentality, though, because if you've invented roads, what are you going to want to do with them? Build roads with them, somewhere. aren't you? And you can't build roads unless you own the land to build them on. So you've got to invade. Mm. You can't just build roads round and round and round where you fucking already live. They'd have been better off saying, look, turning up to, you know, the sort of backward folk who were living here in Britain at the time. Yeah. And gone. <clears throat> I mean, it would have been hard communicating with them, admittedly, right? But you've yeah. gone, listen, we've invented this thing called roads. We can, you can pull horses and carts along them, anything. Makes mm-hmm. everything easier. We want to build them here. You can use them for free, but mm. we want to use them as well in case we ever need to come here, which, to be honest, is fucking unlikely because looking around at the place, it's a shithole. Yeah. I think that because the, that language breakdown, the communication problem was probably why they just invaded because it's just this easier. Was, you know, fuck it. Just, just invade yeah. it. Yeah. Well, these, these cunts don't understand a word we're saying. We might as well, and they look a bit fucking slow-witted anyway. Yeah. We might as well just invade the fucking place and put the roads down anyway. It was really easy They're to invade, pliable. I think, as well. I think it yeah. was really easy to invade. Apparently, the only place that they had trouble with was Wales. Oh, right. Yeah. Because of the hills? No, apparently the Welsh were just, like, proper mental about it. Fuck this. Yeah, we're not and having And they were this. like, you're not, you're not fucking coming in here, sunshine. Yeah. But then they did in the end. I think they got in there in the end, but apparently uh, someone told me, probably a Welshman, might have been Kinnock, told me that they put up the biggest fucking, the biggest resistance was the Welsh. Yeah. Well, I think they all say that, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) They don't want to be seen to have been just fucking rolled over. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll leave it there, I think. Is is there any more mileage in beds? Nah, I think we've completed the history of the bed now. We'll move on yeah. to the next bit of history in next in the next history box. I mean, there is a little bit at the bottom there, which is called types of beds. Is there anything there that stands out? We've got we've got adjustable beds, air beds, a bassinet, a bed especially for newborns, mm-hmm. box bed, brass bed, bunk bed, loft bed, camp bed, canopy bed, deer bed. Uh, day beds have become quite fashionable now. Like if you go on yeah. IKEA, there's a section of day beds. You're like, I, I what's this? And I'm not entirely sure what it is. I think it's just like it's a sofa that sex. you lie on. But I lie on all sofas anyway. I don't need a separate type for lying. If there's an opportunity... No. If the sofa's empty... don't know about you. Maybe we'll do the history of the sofa next. But if the if the sofa's empty, right, mm. I will never sit on it. I'm lying on the fucker. Yeah. I'm lying on it. I paid for it. Mm. And it weren't fucking cheap either, my sofa. Right? I got it from John Lewis. And when you order it, they make it to order. So you have to wait fucking six weeks. So once it yeah. turns up, I'm fucking... I'm not just going to perch on it. Oh, just sit here in my little space. Fuck it's that. seats three. I'll sit on the end. In case what two was? other people want to sit beside me. No, I'm fucking lying on the cunt. There you go. Ah, lovely. Full length. Ah, stretch out. I fucking worked <laughs> hard for this. Pod, 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 yeah. pod, pod. Now I'm going to lie, 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 lie. <laughs> you cunts could sit on the floor. <laughs> sit um, on your fucking beanbag. That's what I got it for, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's the hammock, which, of course, 
It's a big yeah. part of my life well now. And I'm looking forward to the hammock season should be starting again soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Hospital there's just a bed. lot of We've beds. about how great they are. That's listed here. I mean, yeah. they're almost king of beds, aren't they? And then down at the bottom, there's the vibrating bed. Oh. Um, again, very highly. Uh, it, it says it can be used therapeutically to ease back pain or as an erotic aid. Yeah. So uh, uh, you yeah. only ever really see them in um, in sort of motels in movies, don't you? I've never encountered yeah. one myself. America, yeah. yeah. And uh, waterbeds as well. Have you ever slept on a yeah. waterbed? I haven't. Never slept on a waterbed. No desire to sleep on a waterbed. I think no, too it just sounds nightmarish, noisy. Yeah. Can't yeah. get comfy, and just the constant fear that it could leak at any moment. Exactly. Yeah. A, ro- a rogue pointed toenail could puncture it. Yeah. And then you're exactly. fucked, you? Bang. Then in the middle of the night, you're woken up in the middle of a fucking tepid puddle. Disgusting. Too much jeopardy. Too much mm. jeopardy in the waterbed. All right, when yeah. I go to bed at night, mate, I want complete peace of mind. Yeah. Of course. The, the only what, thing what, that can destroy that are your dreams. And they yeah. will regularly. They will. I've had dreams so so fucking scary that they've melted through the pillow and mattress. (laughs) I had a dream last night. I know we don't do dream chat, dream chat band, but I was being showed around Liverpool by a couple of scousers who I didn't know, and they were going to show me the best record shops, and we went to the first record shop, and it had no records in it. It was just a shop that had been set set up by a couple of fellas, and one of them had a side room where he kept his favourite books in it, and that was it. And that uh, sounds I, like I they made... were fucking winding you up, mate. Eh? Hey, Andy, so. uh, do you want to look around? We'll show you where the best records shop in Liverpool is. Oh, yeah, cheers. All right, thanks. Yeah, come on. It's not much further. It's here, just here down it here. All right. Come on. Here you go. Go on. Go in and have a look around. <laughs> there are no records here. <laughs> yeah, we know. You fucking idiot. <laughs> right, time to go to the second one now. But I did. I made me excuses and went back to the train station before I got to see the second one. I told them the yeah. train was due. I'll so, tell you what, uh, mate, you, you made the right decision because those cunts were time wasters. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute fucking time wasters. Oh, yeah. sorry, we haven't got any records in stock at the moment. But if you go in that little room over there, you can see all my books. They're not for sale, though, they're mine. I'm no, like, you're right, lads, thanks. I'll I go back to the station. I worked at Price for five years. I know what a fucking record shop's meant to look like. Yeah, and it's not me. like this. Well, what's not it this. supposed to look like then, know it all? Well, for a start, it's supposed to have fucking records in it, you cunt. <laughs> I don't know. This is one of these modern ones. You know what I mean? That was, when did you work in the 90s? Oh, it's all changed since then. Nah. We just have a room full of books. <laughs> fucking no actual cunts. records. Come on, granddad. <laughs> yeah, good little dream records, that, mate. buy them online. So, uh, yeah, that's that. That's the end of this episode. And the end of our look at the bed. Yeah. And I think we've done it justice. Um, next week, we'll do a life logistics. Yeah. Catch up with some yeah. of them. And then after that, we will have another history box. We haven't decided yet. We've got a few contenders. You could even suggest something. We'll probably ignore it, but it's up to you. Yeah, probably will. Uh, yeah, there we go. Thank you very much for listening. Um, goodbye and enjoy the remainder of your day. Remember, you're special because there's only one of you. 